The Bazaar is an explicit radio program, listener discretion is advised. Welcome! Got something that might interest you. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome back to the Bizarre Cast. Joining you in your ear holes today is Richard Martin, myself and Robert Christopher. The Double Trouble is back at you today to scoop up what has happened during the week and dissect it back into your ear nice and digested like a sawdust sausage. Robert, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Richard? Great. How's the sawdust doing in your head? It's good. It's good. Um, I did good. have some sausages yesterday, and I just have to laugh now since our last conversation about the yeah. sawdust sausage. So that's how it's going. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna stick. I think the. I think that's gonna be our meter. Uh, instead of uh, instead of a hexagon and thumbs ups and thumbs downs. It's and how much sawdust is in the sausage? Yeah. How it's percentage? We're gonna tell you. If it's if it's a mediocre movie, it's 50-50 sawdust, 50 percent uh, sausage. If it's a stinker, it's ninety percent sawdust and ten percent sausage. I think I think that's the new gauge. I, I think I, that's the new gauge. It's kind of how else that, are we gonna do it? Is that what is being sold at the bazaar? Is like sawdust sausages, str- <laughs> straight from Hollywood. Yes. So that's what it's we're been doing. yeah, it's been a busy old week, I must say. Uh, lots happening. Uh, especially down under here, it's been stormy. It reminds me of home. It's like raining every other day now, and the humidity uh, is rising. It's like Southeast Asia. I feel like a Vietnamese uh, paddy farmer. Did you leave Ireland in summertime? I'm having my second summer. That is correct. That's what I'm saying. You've gone. You went from Ireland, and then you went through these like really tropical exotic, like, foreign exotic lands. lands like these tropical humid places and then you landed in a place where it was going to start at summer so you're like perpetually summer yeah i was thinking if it was any way feasible would it be possible to keep having spring summer cycles do six months of work in ireland do six months of work in australia and just keep going back and forth so you never have to have winter i don't know if you know this robert but i suffer very badly from seasonal adjustment disorder i thought maybe it was all in my head until this november i usually hate november nothing happens in november it's the gear right. up to christmas i know you have thanksgiving but we don't have that so november is like oh i can't do anything i'm saving up for christmas oh can't do anything mm-hmm. christmas party and you're waking up and you're in new york so you know exactly it's, i think we're on the same uh latitude longitude yeah anyway. we have the i have the same i was gonna say i have the same problem because we sort of have that alaska effect yeah where we fall back and it gets dark yeah it, it's it stays daylight in like august i forget with uh, yeah. oh, the summer or uh summer equinox at like eight twenty-seven, it'll still be like somewhat daylight yeah and no, it's, then it's like it gets light at like 11 a.m and then it gets dark yeah, at and five then, and you want to shoot yourself yeah, and then you you fall then right then you fall back and it's it starts like one o'clock starts to feel like five o'clock and then at four o'clock it's dark it's crazy at four, at like at 4 20 it starts getting really dark yeah that it's that the, the the melatonin in your brain yeah that's no joke that's not a that's not a, your imagination because yeah, so, i do the same yeah, thing exactly. i feel like uh <clears throat> so. that your sleep cycle is all based on your your brain registering sunlight yeah and, no. um, and, I just, I'm just going to say, like, to finish uh, the thought, um, yeah. like, I'm waking Sorry. up to the sun 
at 6 a.m. now and I feel great and it's like the the nicest November I've ever had it doesn't really seem festive down here there's lots of like giant pine trees but there's not a pine tree in sight so it's all fake and all right. the Christmas ads have like snow and there's no such thing as snow here and it's really <laughs> weird it's like they've transplanted western uh, Christmas ideals down to like a really hot climate because obviously uh, traditionally Australia has been like Irish and English convicts. Yes, I was, yes, you're perfect. You fit. You you belong down there. Yeah, I'm actually on the run. Little known fact. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I still ended up on the prison continent. But yeah, enough yes. on that little tangent. Jesus, I'm tangenting today. We're like becoming. No, no, but see, Rich, you you know, what you don't understand is it's not about the snow or the presents. It's about the spirit of Christmas. Exactly. And I suppose this episode will be coming out just before Christmas. So it is nice. I want to wish everyone listening. Not just before. Not just before. We're going to go through this again. Not just before. Well, it's just before. It's the week before Christmas right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you want to say it like that. All right. And don't make people think it's coming out Christmas Eve. No, this isn't coming out Christmas (laughs) Eve. It's coming out a couple of days beforehand. So I want to wish everyone a happy holidays, whatever you celebrate, time with your family, uh, hope everyone has a good time but that can be said no, to I, the I, end. i'm gonna say and i'm gonna cut you off because i really hate that i'm gonna say merry christmas and i'm not gonna be ashamed of it okay it's merry christmas it's not happy holidays though there are multiple holidays i understand but it's merry christmas what you don't know anyone Monica. that celebrates happy, kwanzaa no I, no i don't but i'll say happy kwanzaa but i won't give that vague generic Happy holiday bullshit because you don't, of, you don't want to sanitize the message. Uh, no, I don't want to sanitize. And I'm going to go on a quick tangent right now, and it'll be less than 30 seconds. You know that they are now making a big deal about certain Christmas songs because. Yes, yes. I yeah, heard dude, about this. Dude, is this not the craziest thing? I've never, I can't believe such an innocuous, funny song as Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is now sexist. I know. I don't want to go on this tangent, but I'm just saying, I'm, people have been, we've been all been saying, why is this song? You know, like, there's like Dominic the Donkey and uh, Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer. And um, was the one I mean, Baby all It's this... Cold Outside, where it's like, yeah, she got all that one too. I'm just like, no, yeah, she a, didn't. She's, she's using the alcohol as an excuse for her spreading her legs. It's oh not my about God, date I rape. Can't... Oh my it's God. Not... People are so sensitive now. But it's, these are, these, but it's, it's such a stretch. I couldn't believe this. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you really just going to just good? I hope you people good for you. I hope you sanitize the world into to, so it, it's so boring that you're like in a fucking guys. This uh, is why ISIS exists. Okay. All these yeah. people being so sanitized and everything is great. Meanwhile, your government, it's Robert boring. Christopher is bombing the shit out of the Middle East, <laughs> raising these terrorists oh. from the ground up. Would you stop? No, I'm talking about the people, uh, the word police here in America trying to make it so boring that you're like institutional green where everybody's the same and you can't be different. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck and you. I, and on that note, we will. I'm sorry. We you need... bleep those. <laughs> I won't bleep those. Them. We will. We'll bleep. I can't believe it. I can't believe that. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. That's... Wait, wait. Forget. Before I forget. Hello to mom that she doesn't listen, but I'm going to say hello to mom and hello to dad. I'm hoping, I hope you're enjoying these shows, dad. It's just the running theme. It's like you're just it's trying running to embarrass theme. That's, me. That's what I always do because we don't, we cannot, we got to cover everybody. We got to be 
all multicultural and all of that other stuff. Oh my god! Well, isn't that what it's, a bazaar is? It's a, an open market yes, filled with all scents and yes, smells and curiosities. Yes, so, yes but it's all would, inclusive, be, all genre inclusive too. Wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be boring if the bazaar only sold one thing, and one color, and one size? Like horror, maybe. A uni people will be uni people, like a unicycle. We're gonna all be. It's gonna be 1984. Exactly. So I believe we wanted to start off. That's an Orwellian reference for people that don't read books. Yeah. Well, maybe they got <laughs> visited by the firemen from Fahrenheit 451. Possibly. Oh, no, no, no. That's another no, dystopian no. reference, but we won't go yes. there. I believe we we're starting off. I believe off we have some. We had, we had some holiday spirit stories. <laughs> now we're going to be positive after we yelled at the. Ooh, I don't mean I don't care if you're politically correct. Be politically when you're when you're so crazy. If your world is so perfect that you got to go after grandma got over ran over by a reindeer, that's pretty sad. That means either the world is really really great or or it's really really bad. I don't yeah. I, I can't say which way which one it is. But anyway, so getting our Christmas rants out of yes, the way. Yes. I believe we got the rants out. Now. We have two. <laughs> wait wait we have the two stories. You ready? Yeah, I was gonna say. We're ready for story time. The... Lovely. I love it. What's your story, Robert? My story is, believe it or not, after all of that ranting and raving, I was Christopher Claus. Okay. Um, yeah, I, um, the, the, listen, I know people before they even rant, I, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't know why I talk like we have a million downloads. We don't, but just in case if we piss anybody off, I know people in FedEx, I know people in UPS and I know people in the post office. I'm not blaming you. I know why you have to do this, but I, uh, went to the mailbox and it literally was like Christmas. They do not deliver the packages. So I know I had a package for myself and there was like, I don't know, maybe 15 packages on one side and eight packages on the other. And here's the one sad part. There was an envelope that was on the floor about two feet away from the door where it had to be delivered. And I rang her bell and she was like, what's going on? I said, they didn't deliver this for you. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I was like, yeah, this is, isn't this sad that they gonna make the the effort to come right to your mailbox but not stretch your arm out a foot to knock on your door yeah that's sad so what i did is i delivered all the packages for everybody where i live they got all their packages i was christopher claus they didn't have to go downstairs and get their packages or left overnight i mean i don't know what's in these boxes maybe somebody's got something expensive and you don't know but it was a lot of boxes i couldn't believe it I mean, I had to make trips up and down, but I didn't care. I was like, you know what? Christmas spirit. I'm exactly. true Christmas spirit. True and did Christmas you feel spirit good? Right did you feel all warm I and cozy? I feel good. You know what? A lot of people thanked me. And it's nice to get thanks as well for yeah. a job hard done. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I did it. I, I was like, you know what? This is um, – well, I had to go down twice for myself because I had a, I had a, I had a few boxes so I had to get my stuff in, and then I said, you know what? Let me just do this. This one was close to me, so it was here. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do everybody. I and felt. Did, I did you have in... the the beard ready? No, I didn't have no beard. I just put I just put it in front of their door and and, and rang the bell. That's all I did. Hmm. 
But you know, some people are elderly. Some people work weird hours. I think I have one emergency room nurse. And, uh, you know, they got to sleep during the day and then work at night and stuff like that. It should be in front of their door so they could, before they leave, they could put it inside. It shouldn't be outside for for a day and a half. So what you're telling me is the delivery guy came in, just threw all the boxes on the floor and just ran away. No, wait, multiple. This was not just one company. This was not just the post office. This was not just the U.S. Do you not have a mailroom or like some sort of mail cage? No. we ha- actually have an elevator. It's called Lazy People on top of another reason. There's another reason, a legitimate reason. They are overstressed in a certain way, and I don't want to go into it because I know the exact reason why. And it's not really interesting, but I, and I don't want to explain it. But there's some people that instead of even – they don't even buzz the bell. They'll Somebody will walk out the door, and they'll come in, and then they'll just put the packages by the mailbox. Yeah. And not even not even let anybody know. That's why I felt like, OK, this is my my Christmas. Uh, I felt it did feel good a little bit. You know, I was like, you know, some of these people, a lot of people said thanks. Like if they didn't, you know, like if I was the mailman or like or they said it's so appreciative, like they must deal with the same thing. You know, yeah. it's not that much. You know, it's there's an elevator. You could go up to the second floor and put the package and do what I did. Put the package in front of you don't got to drop it. Just place it in front of the door and ring the bell. What's so hard? It's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that time consuming either. But I understand. Listen, it's that time of the year for them. It, they go – and plus with the midterm elections, there's a lot of mail. There's a lot of junk mail from the congressmen and senators and all of this other stuff that are – Put, it gets in the mail. So I understand why the post office gets overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed for other reasons, and I don't want to go into it. But now we're going to transfer over to wait. I'll give it to you one more time for Rich's story. Ah, ah, yeah. ah. So relaxing. Uh-oh. You sound like Phoebe Cates there. I mean, Phoebe Judge. Phoebe Judge. Oh, don't, don't make me I go know. down that rabbit hole. <laughs> we will one week. Yeah, so my my story, I think this is the story you're referring to, is um, last weekend, didn't get to speak about it because I think it was beforehand. No, I, have, I think I have two stories. But anyway, yeah. there's this yeah. tradition in Ireland. And now that I've come down here, it doesn't seem to be a Christmas tradition anywhere else. But it's called the 12 Pubs of Christmas. And if you've never heard of that or never partook, uh, I think only Irish people can seem to do it it's in our blood. I don't mean to cut you off but we do it here too it's called SantaCon and the people go to a, it does help business and the businesses do donate to charities so yeah. I'm not going to say it's all bad but you know what there's got to be and the police police it well now but in the beginning it was a little there was a little crazy cuz cuz people don't know dr- what's happening and there's like giant groups going from pub to pub and and, and, and a lot of people dressed as Santa Claus yeah well it, there's no Santa it's maybe just a bad christmas jumper kind of thing yeah, no, no, but I'm just saying, it's like if you're if you're like at three o'clock taking your kids home and you see like seventy drunk guys dressed as Santa, going from bar to bar. I mean, there's certain areas where there's a lot of bars, but it's not every block. But I forget where the actual how they cut it off. There's a beginning and an end, like a, like the marathon, but it's a certain amount of blocks. I think eight or ten blocks or twelve blocks. I forget what it is. Mm-hmm. But yes, there is a. It's not this quite the same, but there is a. At least there's a charitable aspect to it but go ahead i didn't mean to cut you off it, yeah. it is sort of a sort of a yeah. not a tradition but it's a it's a kind of a thing here so as you imagine 
it's 12 pubs so there's different rules sometimes like you might have to like drink a shot or drink a pint you know it's all like different things so uh, I actually found out my cousin my second cousin is actually down in Sydney as well he's a bit older than me so he invited me out to this with his uh, Gaelic footballer club and it was all Irish expats and actually wasn't a rowdy bunch and it was cool and we have this Australian friend over here who's um, Indian and we invited him over so he was like wow this is like amazing because <laughs> he was like loving all the, the banter so mm-hmm. yeah basically all Australians like don't do this it's like not a thing and yeah we started at pub number two finished in pub number 10 and didn't get into 11 so that will just kind of tell you how the day went and if you've been following yeah last week it's it's, it's a silly season uh, I like going out drinking during December and in general <laughs> you're always giving out yes but uh, we went for a bottomless brunch last week I was mentioning and yes. that was really fun and I saw your uh, picture of your um, what is it called again uh, it's the Sydney Opera House and the no 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 the, the what do you orange juice and champagne what is that called again mimosa mimosa that's it oh god yeah I had a mimosa it was bottomless yep. mimosas and bottomless food and we had about three hours there and then we continued uh, had a few drinks and it was good fun good day um very merry down here i think i'll be spending christmas uh on a beach uh wow that'll be fun having a picnic so that'll be good first christmas away from home so that'll be fun yeah yeah and you already got one of your christmas gifts i did i got a nice (laughs) got a nice kindle Um, no that's not the one i'm talking about oh super smash brothers Mm mm-hmm oh i love it I know I, you do. I have to speak about it now very briefly. Yes, but go ahead, go ahead. No, not I've, briefly, I've been, go ahead. I've been waiting for this audience for, God, since it was announced. Basically, I haven't bought a Super Smash Brothers since 2002. And I was like, wow, this is like the ultimate. It's called Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. They brought back every single character, the 75 characters. It's like the biggest roster ever. And they even have a load of like third-party People like Sonic the Hedgehog, Pac-Man, oh, cool. Ryu from yeah, Street Fighter, Mega Man, like loads of I, different ones. I well, I'll let you tell. I'll tell your story and then I'll tell you mine. Yeah, sure. So it was basically got that. I ordered the special edition. I ordered the two GameCube controllers, which they re-released after like eighteen years, and uh, been like playing a lot of that this week. A lot yeah, of that. That's yeah. that's that's good. It's uh, you have um. It's better than uh, having bad habits. You have a good habit, but uh, we'll get into one of the movies where the the moral of the story is not to play video games because um, only reality is real. But uh, what I was going to say, I really wanted to get that NES classic yeah. that they didn't make enough of. And everywhere, the two places that I went, they only had one or two and the people were buying them and putting them on Amazon at exaggerated prices. Like for 50 bucks, I don't mind the nostalgia. Because yeah. like you said, it had Pac-Man. It had um, um, even even when the um, when I my, uh, still had an Xbox, they had like that Super Pac-Man with the 50 Ghost. It was different. You know, it was like fun. It was like fun for a little while and then you just never played again. Yeah, I figured, the Championship I, I, Edition. That was. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good, but it's not something that I would play for like five years. No. So I really wanted to have the nostalgia factor. I'm I'm a big a Mario, original Mario Brothers geek. I used to play that in junior high school. You had to manage your time. 
because it's your lunch break. So you got to eat, you got to get your gaming in, and then you got to get back to school. So you had to know where the where the games were. And I, I found a spot where nobody would go because it was a laundromat. Everybody was going in other places. So, um, yeah, I really wanted to get that, but they didn't make enough and they didn't reissue it. And They did I last year, of... but I think it's, like, gone again. Like they just, Yeah, but it's, very... I'm not paying... I'm not, yeah, I'm not paying two hundred fifty dollars for it. Yeah, and, for... and I wanted I wanted to have the joystick so I could play Pac Man the right way. Yeah, Pac Man needs to be with a joy. Certain things need to be with a joystick. So I was willing to go for the joystick, but then I heard the joystick wasn't. Um, the company didn't make it properly. It didn't work, and they only gave you one controller, and you need two control. You know, to, to to have fun, like to make it fun, like the family, like like show the kids, like look at the games that we grew up with, and. I couldn't do it, so I was like, heck with Nintendo. And then they put out the Super Nintendo, and I was like, no, nope, sorry. You should have made enough of this. They would have made so much money on this. I don't know why they only made like 5000 It wasn't going to cut. I know, they came, the out, Wii U, they came out. The Wii U no. was an absolute dud, and they were afraid if they did another I know. No, no, they were, no, not the Wii U. The, the, what's the other Nintendo? The, the one. The, the newest one. The Switch? No, the newest one. The Switch, that's it. Right before the Switch. They thought that was going to cut it to, to the Switch. It's a totally different demographic. Yeah. The Switch was for little kids, and, and the NES Classic was for big kids. I don't know why they were afraid. But anyway, let's get let's get uh, stay on track. I want to tell you – I don't know why I said it that way. That was very <laughs> – that was very silly. <laughs> but since we've uh, – now that we've uh, opened up the, the bazaar, the, it's a big marketplace now. It's not just a, a small little – I got enough when money I, together to open up another stall next yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We're not just one stall. No, no, we're not. No, we're a full market now. <laughs> Hell with that. I was going with a full market. You wanted to just put like another like shelf. I'm going with the full market bizarre. We're totally bizarre. And um, I was riches, riches from all over the place. And obviously, he's got friends in Australia and family in Australia. So makes me wonder. <laughs> if that was a if that's really your destination or 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 you're really on the lamb who knows who knows who knows i it's, know it's really down to the visa at this stage <laughs> it's only a year visa um and who knows i i don't know come back to me next year and if i'm still okay. here i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> we'll have we'll have season five uh down under we'll title it down under of course you'll fit you'll officially be, officially be down under though I want to talk about uh, the show called The Deuce, which was another show I was looking forward to this September. It came out uh, in September that Rich would have never have watched. And uh, maybe you'll watch it. Maybe you won't watch it. I watched the first season. It was uh, interesting. It's the premise is, is talking about the how the porn industry, the evolution of the porn industry on the East Coast. Uh, they had the there was a golden age of porn on the East Coast, believe it or not. In New York, and um, but they started in the beginning with the pimps and the and the and the uh, prostitutes. So I understood the first seasons had to start in the early '70s, and it didn't. You know, you, I know you're gonna say I was was I there? No, I wasn't there, Rich. And um, took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, and uh, it, this season it skipped five years, but it's still. Only till the last episode did it finally get to the VHS is coming era because that's when everything exploded. Just like the internet, uh, when AOL came out in 95, it took a while, but then porn blew up again. Mm. It had a it had a big, like, billion 
billion dollar explosion. But there were people that in the periphery that I knew, not that I knew, I shouldn't say that, um, that I, other people that I knew knew, put it that way. And I heard conversations of people saying, you know, because you got to remember, if you did a porn movie, it was in a theater, and, and if only those guys in the theater saw it, you'd think, okay, no big deal. But uh, So tell me the, this, right? Maybe you can answer the question. You know those yeah. porn theaters that they used to have? Were people yes. just whacking in there? like? Uh, well, yes. At so first they were... Sticky floor, you, crusty seats. Yes, yes. It, it, and believe it or not, uh, I, I don't want to go on a tangent and tell you more stories, but one of those machines, uh, three of those machines still existed in this, um, I don't know what you want to call it. The front was music, but it had like those long beads. And in the back was a massive amount of porn. And I had never gotten to experience one of these machines. Now, I don't know if it was the original machine or the new machine. and uh, But I do know that the, the guy that invented this video machine overthought it. Guys just wanted A or B. They didn't want... Multiple, you know, like multiple choices. Yeah. You gave them if you if you give them too many choices, they're like, uh, I don't know, just give me this girl or that girl. You know, it's like Netflix. So uh, <laughs> you end up yeah, watching nothing. Like, oh, you want the yeah, exactly. It was it was not quite like that, but I, I think they gave like eight or ten options. He was overthinking it. I was like, listen, these 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 this is the generation of man that well, there was brothels back then, but I'm just saying that you know for the whatever token i forget what it was they 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 went from quarters to tokens with with the machines and yes they were whacking when other people started opening up these kind of places where you would go into the booth and instead of just a window and looking at the girl the the window could go up or the whatever you want to call it would go up and you could do whatever you know you negotiate what you want yeah I don't want to get explicit, but you can figure it out. But most of the, mo- mostly, if you if it was a pretty girl, pretty woman, uh, she was gonna say, okay, if he's halfway decent, I'll whatever. You, they negotiated their price. But uh, yeah, I was in one of those machines just for the heck of it. I was with a buddy who is no longer with us, and um, and I said, bro, <laughs> first of all, we could we he wanted to get in, and he was like, I was like, dude, this this doesn't feel right. You know, because he just wanted to see the ones that were like that. It's really meant for one person. So, I went in his, and then he went into mine. It was too it was different. Yeah, it was weird. It was like because he wanted to see it. He I'm didn't struggling want to, he didn't... to like visualize what this machine is. It's a big like if you ever played those video games that cost like fifty cents or a dollar. Oh, like in the arcades. Yeah, no, like in a movie theater. I don't know if you see them in your movie theaters. I see them in my movie theaters. Like. It's like a big box. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a it's maybe not... like a photo booth, but it's like a game yeah, inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A little bit bigger than a photo booth, but you know, you got two big guys. You know, he's like he was like six three, and I'm six one. So I know he just wanted to look at what was in it. It was, and it was really meant for like I don't know, were guys going in there and get getting whatever? Were they meeting girls, or was that a place to like? You know, wink, wink, go in the back. If you buy a porn, you could, like, hang out with your girl and, mm. I don't know, for 10 minutes. I, I don't know. To be honest, I never went back in the, into, into that place because I was not of that time. I know of it, but I didn't get to experience it except for that. And, yes, it was two buttons, pr- real simple. It was, one was red, one was green, and you just picked the movie, and it showed a loop, which is what they used to show 
is a loop, which is just basically, a, a, I don't know, an eight-minute scene, yeah, six-minute scene, ten-minute scene. Depends. I, 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 uh, I did not go. To, I was not alive in seventy. Well, I was alive, but I just, I was one. Okay, it was. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going to the porn theaters. So yes, this this show stars James Franco. And so one of the things I don't like about it is that he plays his his. his there's two brothers. Um, no. He has a brother, and he plays both parts. And I was thinking, okay, the first season, it's good. By the second season, have them have because the ones ones a degenerate gambler, and the other guys just like hooked up with the gangsters and running their shows, uh, running their clubs, and running everything. And he's everybody's making money. Everything's good, but it's gonna come to an end. It's it you know it's like sort of like I know I already know what ha- what happened in the city and. Uh, this is not at that time yet. It's at that. T- it's at the uh, late seventies, which is not the boom yet. So this season was kind of like slow, mm-hmm. and I was hoping it would kill. I was hoping it would kill off the the brother just to make it easier for himself because the brother's like really not interesting. It went off into way again too many tangents, and I'm not going to say anything about LGBTQIA or whatever. But I was like, wow, every scene does this guy have to? Do they have to fuck in every scene? Almost every scene, they either walks through the door and he kisses him, or walks through the door, they fuck, or he goes to this. There was one scene at night where they were like in this weird warehouse, and I don't know if this is a- accurate or is this like a TV version or maybe it was that bad. You know, it's not like I've ever hung out in a crack house. I mean, I've been in one, I've seen it, but I, I never hung out to know the ins and outs and details of a crack house. That's what this looked like. Like it was like th- that similar thing. He just walked in, saw two guys making out and jerking each other off, and he just comes up to the guy and it's like it's not even like, "Hey, can, you know, can I partake or can I get into this menage a trois?" No, he just goes right up to these two guys and they start doing it. Amazing. Which I don't know. I know. I was just like, "Wow, how, what does this have to do with the porn industry?" They they well, went off I I Sorry, no, before you had, continue. Yep. You, we're not going to gloss over the fact that you're in a crack house. Tell me that story. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of crack houses. What, are you kidding me? Is it, was New York very bad for the crack? Bro, again, I'm going to tell you. Where, where I grew up, a lot of people was... Like, I laugh when they talk about this opioid crisis. Yeah. Okay. Well, it it, it was always there and it never went away. It's only it's only more pervasive now because people get hooked on Vicodin or Oxycontin and it gets expensive and then you run out of pills. And then the doctor's not going to prescribe 500 pills for you to keep you going. Exactly. You're going to get a normal thing. Like, uh, let's say if I, I watch multiple documentaries, but I knew this 20 years ago because I, I literally, literally know people that I grew up with that did this. In the documentary, you see like these housewives and like people that just, you know, get dental work or whatever, and they take a Vicodin and then they get hooked for whatever reason. They get really hooked and they go through that. They go through that downward spiral and they're saying that now fentanyl is the strongest thing and that's causing all the death. Well, I got news for you. Fentanyl has been around for a while and I've I've seen lots of guys die by taking the fentanyl patches. And putting them on their arms because they were in pain. 
Yeah. And then go to, to the second patch and the third patch and then ne- never wake up. It also comes in a lollipop. I'm not endorsing this. I'm just saying it's meant for lollipop. It's in a lollipop because people that are sick, let's say let's say you have a really bad cancer yeah. and and you're emaciated and we and you're already got whatever machines hooked up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They give it to you in a lollipop because I don't know to make it easy. You're swallowing so many pills and yeah, doing yeah. so much stuff as it is. They m- try to make it in an easier form. Yeah. But yes, I've seen people, and now what they do to g- get you hooked into the real drug culture. This is how sick that they, they not sick, but you just go into a downward spiral, and it just uh, I don't I'm shocked for like a second, and then I go, oh, that really shouldn't shock me. It's just the next thing that people would do is they take the fentanyl patch and they stick it under their tongue so they can absorb it sublingually. Yeah. And so it's a even, which I don't, the patch on your arm, the transdermal, at least it's time released. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to overdose, but now people are putting it, don't do this. I'm big warning. Don't do this. They put it under the tongue. I can't believe they take this disgusting it's like putting like a big band-aid in your mouth yeah it's a big patch it's not like the nicorette patch it's a big enough patch it's crazy but uh yeah that's been around i mean literally i met guys that just were ridiculous amounts of drugs i don't want to go through the whole thing but yeah the crack house i've been in the crack house because there was a lot of crack houses anything that was condemned right before the Giuliani laws came in and tried to fix things up. I mean, though Koch started that, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to explain. Just there was time frames and um, certain areas that were now are really expensive and they knocked down everything. And there's certain cities and other, and other parts of the Northeast that are the same way. I mean, that heroin that's coming from Mexico is all over the Northeast and all over, all over everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, every time I hear about something, it's like, I'm not surprised. It's, it, I, whoever says that it's a, it's a small thing. It's, it's really not. It's massively, massively pervasive. But at the same time, we have an insatiable taste for drugs. I don't know why, but we do. Cause it's not, it's not the demand. I mean, it's not the supply. It's the demand. If there was no demand, there would be no supply. Do you know they what can't it is? make enough of this. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yep. it's because people self-medicate because it's easier to get painkillers than pay for that knee replacement. Yes. That's, that sort of thing. Like that's yeah, the, I think I that's the sad truth of the well, American health co- system. It's a combination of the uh, economic collapse, the the lack of um even here in New York we had so we had so many things that we produced we were producers and uh, those things went away those yeah, in chicago i know detroit you know, detroit was the yeah. motor city wasn't it Not yeah the just... motor city yeah that, that just caused but you know but other cities that um that had like industry where the city itself not the big city but the, the like the area lived off of this uh, in industry this industry employed all these people and those people made money and then they went shopping at the stores and they ate at restaurants and that when when that goes away there's no industry there's no people making money and the stores and the shops go away because nobody's got money yep. to spend so i didn't i didn't want to go on that tangent but yeah the crack house thing a friend 
female friend was a photographer and she liked to go around the city and uh, made her feel safe. I don't know. I didn't feel that safe. I didn't want to go at night all the time. But she wanted to explore the city in that way. Homeless people. There were homeless people by the train tracks that they then pulled away from the train tracks and put them in housing. Yeah, that kind of it's 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 old New York. It's not it's not that New York. There is some of that still there, but it's getting more. How do I say? Uh, I always say it's becoming New York City, New York Corporation, because this that little mom and pop shop or the uh, you know like Mary Tyler Moore kind of thing. You know, I'm gonna go to New York and blah blah blah, and I'm gonna make it there. But nobody can make it there anymore. Mm. You know, if you talk to people about rents, man, it's crazy how they're pushing. I don't know how how much more they could push, because you know the that's everywhere be, though. Like yeah, it's Dublin everywhere. Dublin was but, crazy. There's a housing crisis there right now. Uh, yeah, but C- Sydney's me, really expensive. Let me let me let me just let me just say this, and I don't know how it is where you are or how it is in Ireland, but where I lived, there was a a street where people literally, literally guys could take care of their family, earn a living, and take care of their family. They're not exciting jobs, you know, shoe store, that kind of thing, but it was legitimate living. Well, it's like um, Homer Simpson, where it was like the one owner, he has three kids, a wife, a middle America kind of job. But now that's actually, you'd have to be quite rich to do that. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say is the, the stores are still there, but the pay is not enough uh, I'll give you an example. The uh, uh, friend was looking at an apartment and it was like twenty nine hundred a month. So you times that times twelve. What is it? Let's say, let's say three grand. That's like thirty six thousand dollars just in your rent. Yeah, and that's and like, if you, like yeah. an average wage, isn't it? It's an average. Yeah. So if you're if you're working, even if you got a decent job, that's eating away at almost all that you have. You've no savings. Yep. Can't yeah, save. it's very, very, very hard. We're going to be, um, as I say from the Black Sabbath song, the world is full of kings and queens. They'll blind your eyes and steal your dreams. And it's almost becoming that. And I don't know why, because if you give, if people have money, they're going to spend it. So just give them uh, a live a livable wage. I just, I don't, I don't understand these. Uh, and half of the apartments are empty. Well, I was actually going to mention um, there seems to be a big issue with a lot of Chinese investors will buy up blocks. They'll remain yep. empty. They drive yes. up rent because there's no room for people yes. who actually need the housing. Yes. And they well, reckon that get... they'll sell it on later. It's like part of their portfolio. It's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what's doing. I see people, Chinese people, looking exactly at houses just like that. They point and they look. And they like take notes. I've seen Chinese people do it. Not, not to throw Chinese people under the bus. There's no, it's a lot happening. Of good... Like it's, it's, it's a happening. Fact. There's Chinese it's investment buying up blocks. Yeah. And Russia. And I don't want to get into the whole Trump thing, but there's a lot of empty apartments. And it's not just it's just not not just in Manhattan. It's in Brooklyn. And I go, people are buying houses, but they really don't want to buy a house. It's like it's almost like you make this decision of I'm gonna throw away. 30 to 65 to pay off this house and never have a life. Yep. That's, That's it. what it's coming down to. All right. So I didn't want to – we promised we wouldn't get depressed. But listen, if you're depressed and you're drinking this and you're having a drink at Christmas, 
we're, we're going to fill you with cheer. So anyway, that show was um, – it's really good. Uh, it was kind of slow, but I wish they would get more on point with the uh, – because I only see it as a three-season kind of thing or four-season kind of show. No, it'll turn into The Walking they, Dead. Or... No, 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 no. We're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it should tell the evolution of like how they clean. You know, they did. And as, as soon as we cleaned up the streets of the hookers, guess what? They made plays showing, uh, you know, how the streets used to be. Yeah. So it's crazy that as soon as you get rid of what was considered the problem, which was really not the problem because there should be a red light district in New York City. Let people have their vice – and this way you could control it. Yeah, legalize the world's oldest profession is what you need to do. Yeah, legalize. I mean, I, I know that's a hard thing for a lot of people, but vice isn't going away. I don't know why they lock up these madams. You know, guys want to have sex. Women want to make money. It's not like they, it's not like they're forcing themselves. Well, that, uh, that, oh, that is that the guy, issue. When you drive it underground, you're going to have like sex slavery. You're it's gonna not, have no, people... it's not underground. It's not underground at all. No, I'm saying it's an if, upper... if it is. Oh. oh. If it is, because people are worried of like, oh no, there's going to be people like as sex slaves. And, you know, that does happen, but legalize it. That, does, that, that happens anyway. That's probably always going to happen. There's always some. Im- I mean, in the 90s, when, when um, uh, Russians came to. Not, not that it was. I, I can't. I hate to say it that way, but it just seems like there was an influx. You know, just like now that there's a Chinese influx, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's just what it is. You wouldn't believe how many girls believed in that pretty woman. Like they could be hookers on the street and they were going to meet a millionaire, yeah, rich yeah. guy, and then fall in love. I'm like, no, that's a movie. Yeah, they believed that. They believed our 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 product that was uh, sent overseas. They actually believed that that was a real thing. Like. Anything that they saw on TV, they believed was real, well, and I was like, that, "That's not real." But speak- we'll we'll get to it. But yeah. I'll get I'll get to it. Let me I'll I'll wind up on this. Uh, just give me thirty seconds, and I'll close up on on the deuce. It's a good show. It's slow burn. It was a slow burn this season. I don't know if they're um, smelling the Soprano money because uh, James Gandolfini's son is in it and a small role. But you could see he kind of looks like his dad, even though he's young. But, you know, in 10 years from now, they could put him in makeup and I don't know. It just it looks it looks like they're grooming him because there's another Sopranos actor on the show who's playing a gangster. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun for me because I get to see the city and it's very hard for them to to replicate the city that just doesn't no longer exists but yeah it's a good show and you should watch it i give it uh i give it a 70 percent sausage it's a slow <laughs> burn it's a slow it's not an exciting show if you you, you gotta really like new york history or the evolution i wish they would pick it up because there's an interesting storyline with this female uh with maggie gillenhall it's it's filled with good actors too that's sort of, that's the thing that's like even the people i don't know even the pimps are real are good actors yeah because you're I, like the I only was, one who's mentioned the show to me like yeah it's it's uh it's 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 slow the first one was a little bit more action and ralph macho's in it karate kid so if you like the karate kid if you like james franco maggie gillenhall i mean it's got a good cast solid solid actors all the way around mm. uh but it's very it's like some of the stuff is like they go 
they, they just like I did. They just want they go on these weird tangents, and I'm like, no, 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 stick to the porn, and that's the story because it's the deuce. It's Forty Second Street. Yeah. You know? Okay. Next. Yeah, I suppose that is a nice segue into a more sanitized <laughs> version of New York City. And I went to see Into the Spider-Verse yesterday, which is obviously the new Spider-Man movie. And uh, that's all based in New York, like obviously not the real New York because they have PDNY instead of NYPD and all that crap. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really fun. There's not much to say, only that it was very self-aware that... It was like, oh, yeah, so you all know the story. I got bitten by a spider. Then I became Spider-Man. You know, it was really, like, quick and to the point. And yeah. Cookie Cutter, um, you know, like, oh, because they did point fun of, like, oh, there's always a goober that we need to fix the problem. There's always yeah. enough time at the yeah. end. Like, they they said that. They verbalized that. Yeah. But it still um, plucked at the heartstrings in some occasions. The animation was absolutely fantastic. And they had a cast of, like, five spider men there was peter porker who was spider ham he was like looney tunes uh, like pig kind of thing and then they had batman oh, noir who are uh, not batman <laughs> spider-man noir who was voiced by nicholas cage and they had like a korean anime girl who was her spider was driving a robot you know it was like stupid and um it was good fun uh but yeah, a lot arc, of the it, a lot of the movies we'll discuss are good fun, but not much to discuss. Yeah. Do you wanna Do you wanna get into the other movie you saw in October that you had bought it, purchased the ticket? Because that I have my sticks ready. I do. You can intro okay. it now. Okay. I like. I love it. See, okay. that was a live performance. Yeah, live performance. I didn't really get to talk about it uh, because I know there was so much happening. Do you want me? Do you want me to start first? Because I'll give you. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be short and sweet. I'm not going to dump on this movie. I, if I was the producers, I would do exactly the same thing. I would get Jamie Lee Curtis. The pedigree was there from the first time. Yeah. From the first movie, her mother was in Psycho. Okay, her father's Tony Curtis. Yeah. You bring back. John Carpenter, I know he's trying to push his son as the composer. I did not get to listen to much of the music again to like really think about it. So I really can't give you an opinion on that. I I don't know what you thought of the re... It wasn't really redone or reimagined. I, in fact, what they did was act practically good because I heard Nine Inch Nails do it. And all they did was add two minutes of like this kind of creepy wind kind of effect in the beginning. Mm. And then played the played the the actual piece and then ed, edited a, like a nine inch nailish sound for the last minute so i heard that and i was like ah, okay what there's nothing you could do it's like what more can you can't change it you what are you gonna do play it on what yeah i don't know play it on trumpet do a have a brass section i don't know that'd be it cool works. to listen to actually like burp, 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 burp. well but people do that if you, if you ever go have you ever been to a high school game or a college game where the people are doing like uh, i don't know they do crazy train yeah with, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, the, or with trumpets and brass i mean talk about talented those people are talented anyway i will i'm not going to dump on it if i were the producers i would have done exactly the same thing because it they were pushing the nostalgia button but for me and i'm going to defend the first one because i know a lot of people think that that's a slow movie but give this guy credit he's, he did it outside the hollywood system he scouted this place 
the, the places and he tried he had to hide California to make it look like Indiana. That's why it's that there isn't that many shots. Mm. And there was there was a shot that didn't make the cut. There's a shot where Loomis goes to the doctors and explains to them that they shouldn't let him out or whatever. I don't know. I forget what the scene actually is, but for some reason they cut it out. He wrote it. He directed it. He scored the film. I mean, you really and he had a partner, Alan Howarth helped him score it. But whatever. I mean, the guy did it in in that you got to look at it in that time frame. There's no internet, there is no cell phones, there's no IMDb, there is no nothing. So in that context, I will always defend this film. I know people today will look at it and say it's slow, but he he did it with no money. Do you know that Friday the 13th, I, and I rewatched the first two, if, well, and I can do that quick if you want to do it, but I'm going to I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna stick with Halloween first. You know that Friday the 13th had f- uh, about a half a million dollar budget? It doesn't look which, good. It doesn't look like it, but it looks, it looks like it has a worse budget, but it had more money than John Carpenter. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, there's only so much where you could go. You have 300,000. You got to get the film. They even took leaves. From different trees, he tried to hide the palm trees. Though it, there's one scene where you could see it if you have the I don't know what edition, but whatever. Give him, give him props for doing this outside the system. For people that say, "Oh, I want character develop." I mean, what character do you want to be? What development do you want? What do you want Jason to do? What do you want Michael Myers to do? What do you want Freddy to do? There is no character development. Plus. When he wrote the first one, he was adamant about not doing the second one. He said, I don't – this is my idea. That's it. Did, so he did, he reckon, did not plan. Do you reckon he went reluctantly into the 40th anniversary like this one now, which is no, just a direct no. sequel to the first one? No. he was. I don't think he was reluctant. I think it gave him a chance for his son to get credit for scoring, and I and he gets paid. Mm. He gets paid. But I'm just saying, in the context, I'll go real quick. The first one – Give him credit. The second one, he did not want to do it, but his agent forced him. Said, "Listen, come up with something." He did. I, I, you know, you have to under, put yourself in someone's shoes when you like have nothing. You know, I mean, there's times, Rich, and we could talk about this on air, where we were gonna do a podcast and we both were like, "I, I got nothing." Yep. And you exactly. like, "I got nothing." So imagine a guy who's in that position, who's now finally had success. For three hundred thousand dollars in nineteen, I don't guess seventy-eight money, and it have it gross, I don't know, like somewhere like fifty, sixty million dollars in nineteen seventy-eight dollars for mm-hmm. an independent guy outside the system. Well, okay, I, I bantered enough on that. He did two, unwillingly. Then when he did three, he had the idea of saying, "Listen, this is how about if we do a Halloween movie?" But let me do something. I don't have any. I more uh, the guy in the mask is is no more. Now I'll throw this at you. The first movie, he shoots him, Loomis shoots him, and he falls over the thing. If there was never a sequel, okay, take all the sequels and throw them out the window. Yeah. You could just say it could have just ended, open ended, and you we could be fighting forever, saying did he get away or did he just go get up? Because he just, maybe it's a small caliber gun, you know. Who's to say that he's an expert marksman? It's yeah. a movie. Let's yeah. not let's not Ed, let's not get super realistic on it, and let's not get crazy with the character development and all that that other stuff. It was meant to be what it is. It was supposed to be entertainment for people of that day. Okay, they don't make movies today for people fifty years from now. Because who the hell, who the heck knows what's going to happen fifty years well, from now? Marvel. Wait, wait. They have ten years of bloody movie verse. 
It's all yes, in first. Wait. Anyway, so he could have just, for all we know, Michael Myers could, because they made these sequels, now he's got this quote-unquote supernatural power, only because we, the fans, gave it that. Yeah. For, if, if it was up to John Carpenter, it would have been one movie, it would have been that cool twist ending, and for all you know, he could have made it down the block. And he should have done that. He should have ended it. But you know, when the producer says, hey, you're making money, we're making money, make another one, he has to do it because... More sawdust. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He did sawdust a little bit, but not of his own. It's not like he wanted to pound these out. That's what I'm trying to say. He was kind of forced because his agent said, do a sequel so you can make money and because you need money to make these movies and then you pr- prove to the, pr- to the producers. But they made the third one, which is not some hidden classic. There's a lot of flaws in it. It's a quirky little different kind of thing. It's a Halloween There's, story, like. It's listen. It, like it's, it's a story so, set it, at Halloween, which is what he it's wants set to in do. Halloween. It's called Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Okay, and people want it. Like this is not this is not some epiphany that people are having today. This is a, this is an epiphany that I had like thirty years ago when me and my friends, like I said, we watch it on VHS. We're not little and we're old enough to like really see what's going on. And. He, again, he had no idea. He did not have enough idea to put into this film. Uh, there's lots. I, it starts off with the guy's a doctor, then he becomes a private investigator, or, which we'll get to with the new Halloween. Uh, I mean, there's lines where the, the, he sees a bum and the bum comes up to him and he's, "Hey, can I can I have a drink?" And the guy is so dirty, and he goes, "Well, I'm clean." Oh, okay. Well, if you say you're clean, I'll, I'll gladly let you drink from my my bottle. Yeah. I mean, this this ridiculous stuff. It's not no hidden gem of a movie. They made four with Danielle Harris. It brought the franchise back because it brought back Michael Myers. The people knew the mask, and that was it. You were stuck with the mask. Then they did five, which was a step down from four. And already the Danielle Harris was starting to wear off because it, it, it for me, it brought it back to its luster uh, a little bit. Back to some sort of semblance of normalcy. Then six, they let some fan write the script. It would some Michael Myers in a cult and then blah, blah, blah. Then you got H2O. We'll skip the other stunt casting with uh, the Rob rapper Zander. and no, well, no, no, I won't even talk about it. I'm talking about when they had the stunt casting, when they oh, had uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra- the rapper, they had, uh, yeah, that was like big brother. Yeah. They had all the cameras cam, in there. Stuff, okay. Yeah. We'll skip that one. Boom. Go to H2O for me. She, the movies, the climax of that movie is she, whatever, they kill Michael Myers, sort of, whatever. I don't know what to say. I don't know what the right word is. He's he's lying down. They put him in the morgue bag. She goes and she steals the keys from the, the morgue driver. The van, she's driving, rolls down a hill. She gets ejected. Michael gets ejected. Wham! The van slams into him. He's stuck against the big tree. And the van, he's stuck. He's this, He can't move it. He doesn't have any superpower. Where's his super strength now? No super strength. She finds the axe that she had, picks up the axe, wah, cuts his head off. To me, he's dead. She's dead. There yeah. is nothing left. There's, like you say, sawdust. To me, I understand why. I, the only thing that I will say is when people will say, oh, I don't know what to call this movie. Call it what it is. Call it. Halloween H four O. Yeah, that's because that's it what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. So for me, they're dead because they made uh, what was that? What did Halloween Resurrection? 
where she's in the loony bin and she falls out the window and breaks her neck. They're both dead. For me, for the person who watched it when it was from the beginning, went through all of these other movies, they're dead. Now, I understand for a new generation, for you, or maybe people that are younger, or for whatever reason, for economic reasons maybe, I understand what they're going to do. They're going to give you no resolution. Michael Myers does not die, conveniently gets released on Halloween. She's And, and um, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't die, even though she's got a house full of ammunition. Yep. Yeah. So now you go. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dump on this movie. I know what it is. It's I'll, just what I'll it say, is. I'll say if briefly because we are yes. running out of time here on this end. Yeah. It was a movie that knew where it came from. They repeated a lot of beats and tropes, except replaced Jamie Lee Curtis in that role. Uh, right. It was following her granddaughter, and the daughter was sort of estranged, and. I enjoyed it. As I keep mentioning to you, I only go to the cinema for popcorn munchers. And it was a fun movie. I'm not going to sit down and talk to you for five hours about like, oh, they should have done this and this and the next. We were joking about like, how does the shape stay in shape? Uh, yeah. Because um, he's like absolutely jacked <laughs> at yes. like 60 years old and can like punch through like rebar and stuff. Uh, uh, but I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, I'm, it was I'm fun. Just... It was fun. Yeah, like it I, was. Uh, I, it I, is what it is. I would like to talk more about it, but I I think it's just been done to death. Like the reason I didn't it want has. to talk about it is because I don't have anything to say. It was enjoyable. There's already like a sequel greenlit. You know. Yes. It is what it is. It was like yeah, it's a Halloween movie. What is it going to be? It's going to be Michael Myers like terrorizing people. They got back Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, they wiped away well, all like it's a direct yes. sequel to the first one. And they rewrite a couple which of is, things. Which is which is really not either. Yeah, but it's not, but it is. And then, oh, she was in the other movies. Are they just gone? Like, it is. Like, it's just a movie. Like, stop thinking about all these multiverses. Stop thinking about yeah. continuity. Stop getting yeah. your tits in a twist about, like, oh, no, but it's not accurate. And why is his mascot so grubby? Was no, it, like, buried? It, and rah, it's just, like, shut up. Yeah, but it's not, it's, not even, it's not even about continuity. It's just that they already died you know they already had a death i mean when she cut off his head yeah and it rolled down the hill it's hard to go back did, from that it's right and 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 it didn't cut to black right away you saw her like breathing it stayed on her for a good i don't know 10 12 seconds something like that yeah to where, say like that's the end of her to say like like you know suck this in like breathe like it's over like at least that's the way i took it because she cut his head off. What more do you need? How many more Halloweens do I need? I'm not a little kid. When I was a little kid, it meant something to me because I was still trick-or-treating. Now that I'm 20-something years old and I see this, okay, good. It's the end. Yeah. And then to talk about the Rob Zombie movies, listen, he makes the characters – his characters in all his movies are practically the same. He casts his wife. I guess it saves him money to cast the wife. I don't know. She gets sag minimum i don't know i don't know what the deal is but uh is are they any better or any worse to me i the borderline there's some things that are just borderline unwatchable like hearing a teenager curse at high-pitched cursing for five minutes i can't that's unwatchable yeah. it's unlistenable that stuff i can't take but i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna bag on rob zombie i mean he is what he is too that's what he does he got a little bit better with using the camera. He did learn 
because his first movie was just a like a, a really extended music video. Yeah. Which is okay because that's what the world he came from. He came from MTV. So okay, you give him a break, and then he finally learned the camera. But someone else should write the script. He is not the person to I don't know write the script and shoot it. Maybe if he had somebody help write the script so that not everybody is like a. But I, I guess it's like a Stephen King. All of his characters got that same kind of Stephen Kingism. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even gonna beg. Maybe he Rob Zombie looks at them as always the as a that's his universe is Rob Zombieisms for his characters. Fine, whatever. But I just you know I, I now that I know what it is, I just choose not to to go into that direction. But exactly. So speaking of Michael Myers, the monster, and Halloween. Uh, we're back at the kaiju. Uh, you were watching a few kaiju movies there recently. You watched Pacific Rim, so, Uprising, and yeah, Rampage. Yes, sort of a sort of a kaiju. Well, no, that that one is a kaiju. We'll cover them real quickly. I watched the I watched the Pacific Rim Uprising. It was what I expected it to be. I don't know. I don't know how you can continue this. It's just big monsters fighting in a in a city and uh, breaking buildings, just like Rampage with the Rock. What, uh, did you see that one? I didn't get to see it. It okay, did have a very one, limited run in the cinema. Like, it wasn't out for a long time. I tell you this much. I The Pacific Rim Uprising, I was like, okay, whatever. You know, watched it, and it's kaiju, and it's a lot of building crashing. <laughs> it's the formula. I mean, you know what it is by now. Rampage, I actually, I thought it was a pretty good movie. They actually added something to it. There was no, and there was no any moral subtext that Based we got. Based on the game as well, Rampage. Yeah, no, but actually, I, that's what I thought. I thought, oh my god, this is going to be like a stupid game. But no, it's like they have this um, sort of like, I'll just do it briefly and vaguely. Some sort of DNA thing in space, and the lady ejects herself from the the spacecraft. Still doesn't make it into. Into back into Earth's orbit, but the her her uh, work, her whatever chemistry did, and the George, the the ape that um, the white the gorilla, rock, isn't it? Yeah, the white gorilla. Like he's like uh, the gorilla's in the mist. What's her name? Uh, Jane Goodall. He's like a, sort of like a Jane Goodall kind of um, talks to the apes. He signs with them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he gets the thing, and he they start to realize that he's in, and within one day that he's grown he's gotten bigger and he's grown uh, gained size mass so they were like whoa and then it takes off from there and you know villain bad guy get the get the get the antidotes because killing them is not going to stop anything and it's um it's a gorilla a crocodile alligator and a wolf isn't and, it? and a wolf yes and a wolf that are huge so it was pretty good uh, for The Rock, I mean, he was in a helicopter again. I was like, is this San Andreas? <laughs> is he always in these heli- Black Hawk helicopters? It's just the same shot in each movie. It's the, it, listen, he's made, listen, if, if you were him, would you not take the money? I think he, he made $80 million that year when he I, made. I genuinely think he's like he's been the replacement to Schwarzenegger, like definitely. Yeah, he is. He is. But they could, he could be, he could have some really something good on his resume instead of doing... What was it? Uh, Pamela Anderson. Uh, what was that show? When they're running in slow motion? Yeah, Baywatch. I mean, he, he shouldn't be doing Baywatch or anything like that. And he was jacked in this movie. I was like, his arms, I was like, dude, at least Arnold looked good in Conan, you know? Mm. 
He he should have been. I I know he's big. He's a big man. He's like two hundred seventy pounds, two hundred sixty five pounds. He should have been about two hundred and forty for this movie because he was so huge. I was like, wow, God, his arms were enormous. Anyway, on from that we'll go to Ready Player One, which I wonder how much of this pop culture resonated with you. Answer I, me this, Rich. I watched it as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Like that movie just fell off a cliff for like the third act, I think. Yeah. This was it ended up just being terrible. Like it was a movie of completely two halves. And 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 didn't you feel it was sort of like a Forrest Gump, let's throw every pop culture um thing? Well, yeah, yeah, it was like too much. Like I understand that all the different avatars, like people can just be different things, but it was a bit like I know that was the whole point, but it was very much like, oh look, there's pop culture. Like it yes. wasn't done well, you know. It's just like, oh look at all the things that you recognize. It's just yeah. like, is this just exactly. like one giant advert or something? It's just like, no, it's crap. What 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 part did I like, Rich? The uh, you liked the shining part. Yes, <laughs> yes, but I I agree. It, Forrest Gump was done with tact. The book. Did you ever read the book, Forrest Gump? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, I did not read Ready Player One. I didn't have any interest in reading a book like this because I, I already once I get that Forrest Gump feeling, I was like, oh no, come on! And this nostalgia is not for you, bro. They were playing Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It that's not for you. That's not the your 70s, generation. Seventies, eighties, because they had like the DeLorean. Yes. They had the DeLorean. Have you ever been in a, De- in a DeLorean? I have not. No. I, I have. Anyway, but the long story short is. You're right. Every song, every piece of dialogue was almost. I mean, he was in a Prince suit. He was in a Michael Jackson suit. He had the. She had the alien pop out of a chest. Yeah. Uh, with the avatar, it's they had to did the shining. It yeah, felt, it was too much. It felt like and a then, giant advert for just like. Yeah. But I'm just corporations. saying. Corporations. It's based on a book. This guy wrote a book called Ready Player One, and it was two hours and twenty one minutes. And I and I'm saying to myself. Okay, it's it's 2018. Who's gonna get 1980 jump? The album was titled 1984 and it was out in 1984. Mm. But the music, I was like, listen. But the for book me, was only written like five years ago. It's like really recent book. Right, but still, his his nostalgia was all over the place. It was he he got in the he got in a little bit of uh, Battlestar Galactica, a little. Uh, Star Wars, where he said, "Oh, well, you could have the Millennium Falcon if you want." I, I was like, "Oh, no, Rich kind of got his rocks off on that one." I mean, they did do the Shining well. I was, I was, no, no, what shocked me when they did it that it lasted so long. That yeah, it was like a sure. six, it was a third. It was of the three acts of the game in the movie. So, yeah. guys, if you haven't seen it, there was like, oh, there's three Easter eggs that need to be found, or three keys for an Easter egg, and one was a race which was heavily publicized in all the media. They really hid The Shining, which was number two. So they pretty much recreated. It was actually really cool. It really um, was. The hotel. And they did yeah. an extra ballroom scene, etc. And then the last one was like playing an Atari game adventure. Yeah, I know. That's what I was, that's what I was saying. I was like, how much cooler would this have been if it wasn't CGI? Way if better. it was it wouldn't have been that's what i'm saying i mean it had the spielberg but there was no stakes it, there was no stakes because it was there like, really was no in, there was no stakes it's in a virtual world and why do you have this like again cookie cutter like corporation man 
of like oh, I'm the baddie and then his well, avatar this... of course was like crimson right. chin like, <laughs> yeah, no. baddie oh it's so silly and then and even the guy he was talking to is iraq as a car i was like i mean oh my god i was like dude did you just make a list and just dump it all into one big pile spielberg was paying homage i'll say it like that to his friends he put kubrick in robert zemeckis that's why they had the zemeckis yeah. cube instead of the rubik's cube exactly. i mean he got all the all the directors that he, that were his compadres that were his buddies. I, I mean, I, I don't know how much of Lucas he could got could have gotten in, but he got you know the words in. Yeah. Millennium Falcon and and I don't know whatever else they got. They got he got in everything that he could possibly do. But I'm just saying to you, and you're not a really big Shining fan. You're not really even a big Alien. I mean, it's totally not for your generation. No, it's so not. that's what. I, so I, it's for people for like me, 10, 15 years older than me. Yeah, and and I'm I'm the prime person, and I'm like I'm like wow, what twenty year old is seeing this and is has any nostalgic feeling for Joust or Space Invaders or Atari? And at the end, he's playing ColecoVision. I yeah. don't know if you know what even know do, what ColecoVision yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. They should they should have rewrote it for the target audience, which is like my age but and younger. But they did. Yeah, but they did. Didn't they have what? What was that? What, the, who's the big green World of Warcraft guy? Didn't they get him in there? Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, some of the stuff was like uh, uh, Iron Giant. I was like, wow. I, oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, but that's not really '80s. He kind of went like late '70s, like into like the '90s, like World of Warcraft. I don't know when that started. Like 2001 or something. Yeah, I don't know, isn't 2009. it? 2009. I don't know. Well, I don't know somewhere, but, but isn't it like a long stretch? You go Atari. He's sort of like a Steve Jobs kind of character, and I don't know. It was. But it, it was a mess. But you know what isn't a mess? What is it? Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to wrap up. We're going a little bit yes, longer than we scheduled. Yeah. So until the next episode, I guess, uh, have a Merry Christmas, everyone. And Robert, all his links will be in the show notes as usual, as with mine. And like and follow and subscribe on Podbean. Get on there. Yes, I'll tell your friends and retweet and tweet or just take their phone and listen, make them listen to it. And so, Rich, you have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I don't, I know you're sweating <laughs> in Australia. Uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas to you and your family and your mom and your dad and everybody else. Whoever I, did, I missed. Everyone in the audience. Of oh, in the audience. I'm sorry. Yeah. Audience. So All... Netherlands man, yeah. if you're not a bot, uh, Merry Christmas. An Indian guy, say hi. <laughs> well. Indian guy, Indian. Oh no, Indian guy that drank with you in the uh, ten and a half pubs of Christmas. No, there's actually uh, some guy in India listening. Or a girl. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay, Indian person. Merry. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just listen. Have a, have a nice Contact time in the fix. next week. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Until next time, guys. Take care and Thank Merry you. Christmas. Bye -bye. Come back any time.